0: in honor of Valentine's Day I thought we'd talk about couples and money today I polled my audience over on Instagram if you're not following me yet you can find me at mind money balance and asked people what specifically I should talk about when it comes to couples and money and I threw out a couple of different options and the one that won the one that won that's a thing right was on money dates so So that is what we are going to cover today. Welcome to Mind Money Balance, the no guilt, no shame podcast to help you get your mind and money in balance. I'm your host, Lindsay. I'm a financial therapist and coach, woman of color, and popcorn connoisseur. I am so glad you're here. Let's go. So let's start at the top, a money date is pretty much exactly what it sounds like. But a money date is really pre-planned time where you sit down with your money and you review important financial goals. Of course, you can do a money date alone where you kind of dig into your values and your saving and your spending and your investing. But for today's podcast, I wanted to really focus on couples money dates. And as a financial therapist who works with individuals and couples, I have to tell you that every single time I work with couples, I am recommending that they do money dates. So when it comes to couples and a money date, it is sitting down together and talking about anything that is money related in your partnership, truly, whether it's daily income and expenses, or if it's things like short-term goals or what to invest in within your retirement accounts. And what research shows is that couples who talk about money regularly report being happier. And anecdotally, what I can tell you from my work in doing couples work and couples financial therapy is that I see couples who talk about money and have money dates, which is where they set aside time to talk about money. They seem to be just more aligned in general. They seem to be more comfortable talking about other uncomfortable topics. They tend to get excited when they achieve those financial goals. And it's so fun to watch people have Just such a deep connection and a deeper bond. And I think in our kind of Western society, you know, I'm based in the United States, there's this idea that that talking about money is inherently rude or unsexy in that you shouldn't talk about money in partnerships. But what we also know is that some of the leading causes of divorce and separation are disagreements over money. Disagreements over money and infidelity are the leading one in two reasons cited for divorce and separation, depending on what year and depending on what study you're looking at. But it's actually so, so important to be talking about money. To me, it's kind of the opposite of what it's framed as, right? It's framed as like unsexy or uncool or not spontaneous or not romantic. And to me, it's like, shoot, if we can have people who are in romantic relationships talking about money together, it actually is deeply sexy and deeply intimate. And the reason for this, in my opinion is that when you are able to talk to your partner together, calmly, compassionately, with kindness about what you want to do in your relationship and how you will fund those things in your plans, that's freaking sexy because nothing says, I've got you, babe, like a five-year money plan. Sorry, that was a tangent and a an ode to study and share. But before we get into financial planning for couples and money dates, I want to say that the biggest thing that people tell me is we can't talk about money. Anytime we talk about money, we fight. And what I find is that it's, it's very much a self-fulfilling prophecy because these couples don't want to talk about money because they believe that if they talk about money, they'll fight. And therefore, they don't talk about money. So the only times in their relationship they are talking about money is when they are forced to. And when are most of us forced to talk about money? When it's something uncomfortable, something like, I lost my job, or I didn't get that promotion I was planning on, or my student loans didn't get forgiven, right? And when we are bringing up to our partner, I lost my job, I didn't get a promotion, my student loans aren't getting forgiven, there's a lot of tension and discomfort there. And then when you talk about money, when it's already tense and discomfort. And uncomfortable, then it becomes this self fulfilling prophecy where you're like, oh, see, we can't talk about money because anytime we talk about money, we fight. And so having regular money dates is a way to dial down that heat, to dial down that intensity when it comes to talking about money. So talking about money in a romantic relationship is just like talking about any of those other topics in your relationship that are a little bit uncomfy, right? Like, do we really have to talk about the in-laws? Or do we really have to talk about what our kids said in school? Like anything that feels a little bit awkward or uncomfortable, You want to give your partner the respect of a heads up that you want to talk about money. And keep in mind that the goal of a money date and having a conversation about money is to prevent these big blowups, is to align you on what's important in your relationship. So something to be mindful of In in therapy, we often say when we're talking about couples is to be careful of using words like always or never, because when we use those words, you always overspend, you never look at our retirement. You're going to put your partner on the defense and they are going to try to prove you wrong. And right out of the gate, we are starting out this money conversation where one person's on the offense and one person is on the defense. So be mindful of using those words and then try to keep the couple at the forefront instead of thinking you versus them or me versus you. Think about the we in the situation. Think about the us in the situation. So let's say you would love to do a tour of China. And every time there is something on TV where they are in a a city in China or they're eating Chinese food, you're like, gosh, we have been talking about wanting to go there forever. Instead of, we're never going to be able to afford a trip if we keep ordering takeout. Try, every time we're reminded of China, I'm reminded that that's been something we've been dreaming about. Instead of dreaming about it, I wonder if we could sit down together and see what it would take for us to be able to get there together. That's very different, right? So try to be mindful of those ultimates, always and nevers, and try to be mindful of the ultimate goal when it comes to talking about money. So moving into the just like financial planning in general for couples, I think another way to think of it is just how do we get on the same page about what we believe our money should do for us? And the important thing about agreeing, again, is it's not I win, you lose, or you win, I lose. It's about where can we find that space in between where both people are heard, where there is a compromise or a collaboration around agreeing on those goals. When it comes to money dates, I often find that starting out with a little bit headier of topics or a little bit more. Like dreamy topics can actually be a good way to start because when we get into the nitty gritty of the money, it can be helpful to make sure that the couple is on the same page in general. So making sure they agree on values around what they want money to do for them. So really thinking about a values-based relationship for money or what values-based topics you can discuss So a precursor to how to budget, if you're going to sit down and have a money date about budgeting, would be a little bit broader, would be a little bit more fun. These are the types of conversations that can help you to see what's important for you, what's important for your partner, and where is that kind of Venn diagram, and where does that exist in your relationship, right? So let me give you some examples of values-based topics that are money-adjacent. So they'll, of course, cover money, but they aren't going to necessarily be about how much money is coming in, how much money is going out. So some values-based questions to kind of get you thinking about financial topics to discuss would be, how do we define financial security? What are our lifestyle priorities? What would we do if we won a $5 million lottery? That last one is really fun because... Statistically speaking, we know most of us won't win the lottery, but almost all of us have had that thought of what we would do with a windfall. And it can be a really good way to get a sense of what those values are. Would a lot of money go towards charitable giving? Would a lot of it go toward travel? Would a lot of it go toward debt pay down? There's a, it's a great way to kind of see if money was no object, how would we spend that money? And that can really be a good precursor to financial topics to discuss, which is kind of. Phase two of the money date. So, the first money date or the first couple of money dates, you're just doing that 10,000 foot view of what's important to you, and then you're getting into the nitty gritty. So, when you are first starting out on a money date, I definitely recommend sticking to the basics, such as how much money are you earning each month? How much money are you spending each month? What are our goals? Short term, do we have an emergency fund? How are we going to save up for an emergency? Things like that. And once you've got a handle on the basics of a money date, then you can broaden the topics on that money date to ones that might be a little bit more emotionally triggering. So maybe talking about long-term care for your aging parents is really touchy but you can maybe a little bit more easily talk about how much you wanna spend on groceries, right? So let me kind of share with you a list of financial topics that I share with my clients that you can use to help frame your money date. This is not me saying you have to do all of these. Instead, I usually recommend choose one topic, maybe two topics during each money date, knowing that money, my friend, is now an ongoing part of your relationship. Sidebar, money already is in your relationship. You might just be avoiding it and kind of kicking the can down the road. Talking about money and having regular money dates is now going to be a part of your relationship. So some topics that you can talk about in a money date would be a household budget. Or if you've been here a minute, you know that I prefer the term spending plan. So figuring out how much money's coming in, how much money's going out. Are we comfortable with that? Do we want more of a cushion? Do we maybe want to save more? Maybe we are oversaving and it's safe to spend. You can go back and listen to my podcast episode on you know, that fear of spending and, and how it's OK to spend money. Other topics include agreeing on short-term financial goals. That could be you know saving for a vacation, but it could also be deciding on an emergency fund amount and how much money you want in the emergency fund, how you're going to save up for that emergency fund and how like what the timeline is do you want to save up for your emergency fund really quickly and put all of your extra savings towards an emergency fund within three months or are you okay with it kind of taking 12 months 18 months things like that other financial topics include getting life insurance creating and finalizing a will and trust. This is especially important if you're married or if you're cohabitating together but not married. You definitely want to make sure you have a will and trust so that any of your assets go to your surviving partner. Especially important if you have kids, whether they are your biological children, stepchildren, making sure that if you want them to have any of your assets that you have that written down. You want to also review your retirement accounts and investment allocations. Other topics include checking your credit score, especially important if you're thinking about moving and purchasing a house or if you have another big purchase coming up. Maybe you're getting ready to go back to school and you're thinking about taking out student loans. It's going to be important to make sure you know what your credit score is and also pulling your credit report. A note, a credit score and a credit report are different. A credit score is a three-digit number that tells lenders how safe or risky you are to, to have money extended to you in a loan. And a credit report is a compilation of all the different places where you have taken out a line of credit or taken out a loan and paid those things back. Things on a credit report could include things like car loans, student loans, a mortgage. Some like cable and phone bills will be on your credit report. So those are examples of things that would be on a credit report. And you wanna check your credit report to make sure that everything on there is actually you. I hear horror stories about people whose credit reports have been false because somebody stole their identity. They stole their social security number and opened credit cards in their name or took out loans in their name. So you want to make sure that everything on there is actually in your name and is actually yours. And if not, you can go to the credit bureaus and try and get those things removed from your credit report. Other topics include understanding how much debt you have, and what type of debt repayment plan you want. How much debt are you comfortable having? What type of debt are you comfortable having? Are there certain types of debt that you want to pay down quicker? And then, of course, thinking about long-term care. If you have children, thinking about if you want to save money up toward their higher education, those are just a sampling of financial topics that you can discuss on a money date. Now, when it comes to the format of the money date, I recommend making the format as similar to a traditional date as possible. Some of my financial therapy couples love having a breakfast money date like waffles and coffee, and others like it more kind of traditionally romantic with candles and wine. So you might prefer to keep your money conversations in your home, or you might be comfortable taking them on the road and having them at a restaurant or having them outside in a park. So you decide what your comfort level is, how you want to do them, but making it special and not making it feel like a dry white toast situation. <laughs> Make it fun and and play around and see what feels best for you. In general, the guideline I use for a money date is kind of a five-step outline or five-step plan. So I'll run through the five steps and then kind of dig into them a little bit more. So step one, plan it in advance. Step two, pick one or two topics to discuss. Step three, keep it time limited. Step four, know your orange flags. And five, end it on a positive note and schedule your next one. I guess that's technically two steps, but I kind of think of it as one step. So planning in advance is super important. So making sure you and your partner agree on a day, a place, and a time for your money date. And this gives you both the opportunity to be as prepared as you want to be for that conversation. Sometimes that preparation is just getting emotionally prepared for the conversation. And sometimes that preparation includes like logging into your retirement accounts and seeing what's there. So that way, when you sit down together, Maybe you each have your laptop pulled up and you're actually looking at numbers. So making sure you know what you're going to be talking about, where you're going to have it, when you're going to have it, and what time you're going to have it, and literally putting it in your calendar, just like you would if you had a reservation out for a Friday night dinner. Same type of thing here. Put it in your calendar, plan it, agree on it, make sure you both know it's happening. Step two, pick one or two topics to discuss. So I know I just listed off a bunch of different financial topics you can cover, but I don't recommend ever doing all of them at once. That is exhausting and bound to be emotionally draining. If you're just starting out with money dates, I generally find that the focus is on the here and now, which is the spending plan. How much money is coming in? How much money is going out? Are we comfortable with it? Do we need to tweak it in any way? Once you've kind of gotten that one under your belt, then you can maybe move on to some trickier topics like retirement or debt. And once you get into the hang of it, it usually looks like spending a few minutes at the top of the money date, just kind of double checking that the spending plan is on track, and then moving in to a bigger topic. Step three is keeping it time limited. Our brains cannot stay focused for too long. So instead of trying to force a lengthy money date, try keeping your money date contained. I usually recommend no longer than like an hour and 15 minutes to an hour and a half, knowing that now that you are folding in money dates into your relationship, you can always return to that topic in the future. But don't try and force something when your brain starts to kind of run on fumes that's usually a key to say let's put a pen in it and we'll talk about it next time which brings me to step four which is knowing your orange flags I specifically say orange flags and not red flags an orange flag is kind of like the warning sign that things might be going off the rails things might be getting a little bit heated So for example, if you notice yourself rolling your eyes or feeling physically like tight or your responses are really snappy, maybe that's your orange flag. And that is your cue to say aloud to your partner something like, wow, this particular money date is making me stressed or this particular topic is making me really anxious. I'm going to take a quick breather. I'm going to go get a glass of water and then we can try again. And it's also just as valuable to know when it's time to hit pause and come back to the money date a different time. So, in that case, if you're no longer at that orange flag, you can't take a few deep breaths, you can't take a sip of water and return back to the conversation, then just say to your partner, Look, I really wanted to get to the point where we agreed on a financial goal during this money date. But I, quite frankly, I'm running out of fuel and I really want to be able to dedicate my full energy to this. Let's just like, Table this topic until our next money date. So that's step four is just knowing your orange flags. And sometimes that's also knowing your partner's orange flags and saying to them, Hey, you know, I've noticed you've grabbed your phone a few times. I know you have a tendency to like zone out when things are getting tough. Should we come back to this later? And that's a nice compassionate thing to say to your partner too is like, I notice that you're drifting off. I don't want to force this on you. Okay. And the final thing, which I realize might be two steps, but whatever, we're going to keep it one, one step, which is end on a positive note and make sure that you schedule your next money date. So end the money date by just spending a moment reflecting on what went well. Did you agree on cutting out a streaming service? Awesome. Did you finally open up that 529 savings account for your kid? Fantastic. Celebrate those wins. And as you are celebrating and either literally or figuratively giving yourselves high fives, like set up the next money date. Say like, cool, let's do this again next Sunday or in a month. Whatever it is, just start planning to fold money dates into a regular part of your life. So as you can tell, I'm a fan of the money date. I recommend them, as I mentioned, to all my financial therapy couples. If you have been on my website lately and you've been thinking about working with me in financial therapy, you'll see that there's a big old disclaimer on my website that says, my my financial therapy and emotionally focused financial coaching practice is full. It is literally full to the gills. Um, at the time of this recording, I have over 60 people on that wait list, and it's almost 50-50 split between individuals and couples. So definitely, if you're a couple and you're wanting to work with me, start with a money date. This is honestly something that I recommend to all my clients, and this can help you start moving in the direction of... Feeling more comfortable about money in in the coming months, I'm gonna. I've got a little something up my sleeve for all of my couple listeners, but until then, you know, give this a try. Let me know how it goes. DM me over on Instagram at Mind Money Balance. And with that, have a lovely Valentine's, and I'll see you next week. Neither the host or guests are rendering legal accounting clinical, medical, or other professional information. If you want professional help, please seek it out.